justification for this. <clears throat> That's very strange. It's all right. I'll I'll hit the little edit button and and just you know we just we start now, right? <laughs> so it's all right. It, it gave me some time to think and edit this stuff because I haven't used call in in a minute. So yeah, I know it I'm is all gravy. I'm just yeah, fascinated by, by the fact that I didn't see the little uh, um, call in um, notification, but it's all good. Everyday wars. All right. Yeah, Everyday yeah, wars. yeah. Oh, here. Uh, Let's focus on what's important and leave the rest, where everything is suitable but not compatible. So we focus in. How to harness the power of Satsui no Hado and the Dark Hado. To wield them as a force for change. To carry a reverse blade into battle and yield the enemy into retreat. Cut him down. Ah, uh, but only... Here we go. And then, how is this? And then, uh, move and fight to... Is it, oh, is it because I don't? Is it because he's not my friend yet, or something? Invite to invite to speak. There we go, and then promote the moderator. Bam! There we go. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, did I did I misspell something here? I mean, it was a couple things in there. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, let me, uh. What's up, Sarah? How you been? We haven't heard very much from you. How you doing? Hello. Sorry. Hello. Oh. Give us an update. Oh. What's happening? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get this luggage downstairs. Let's hear, let's hear, let's hear the family noise. Let me carry something. No, tranquila. I like the, I like the sound of the family. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fail. I fell a little bit. Sorry. Right. All right. <laughs> well, you get, you get settled over there. And <laughs> Why don't you get settled for a minute? Thank you. All right. And that is uh, is uh, national correspondent Sarah Dovay, uh just landed in Kansas. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, I'm done now. This land in Kansas, which is only a little bit slightly closer to Baltimore, where the uh, International Festival is going on. I'm sorry, I look bad at geography. <laughs> All right, what do we have? What do we? What? Do, what can you tell us? Oh, good. Either, either. Either talk to us about the battles of September, or uh, 
let Chris uh, talk to us about the Battle of September, and you and you mute yourself out. What's it gonna be? What are you gonna do? Um, I'm not sure about what the Battle of September is right now. So, okay. Chris, <laughs> I'll, I'll mute myself for a minute now and listen. All right. Look at that. Splendid ideas all around. Uh, the everyday wars. Battles of September's tides. I like how you put, I used the tides there, man. The uh, tides, the ebb and flow, you know, the understanding that this too shall pass, whether it's uh, what we consider to be good or bad. Yep, and I'm, well, I'm going to open up this room with where I got this idea for this this title of this room. Um, so you remember when we kind of did our first live thing was reading, right? We were reading lyrics. So this kind of ties back into the World Reading Club. And we got Sarah here, our moderator. Woo-woo. Thank God. Like she's out here, Rick flaring it up for us. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. You are a wonderful asset. I'm glad that you can uh, just, you have no idea. I mean, I'll leave Hakeem to be able to work his magic um, instead of moderating me all the time because that's, uh, he's, which he's good at because um, he's the man. But we started with reading lyrics because we both love music. Um, I'm assuming that you, Sarah loves music as well, Hakeem, or is she just uh, much more into literature? Or I guess she can answer. I mean, Sarah, what's up? Uh, do you do you, do you, do you enjoy music? I do enjoy music, but I'm more into literature. I just like okay. listening to I like listening to music when I'm driving. She's and an amazing singer, though. I'm, Chris. Not, I'm not doing anything. Ah, she's got talents. <laughs> See, I, I I I like that. That's something that that works for me. I think that most. I think that all people should try, try to find something that works for them. But man, if you're already naturally blessed with a voice and then uh, you put in the hard work. And, I mean, cause it's not easy. I mean, anybody who says it's easy, they're wrong. <laughs> um, uh, but that's, that's super cool. That's awesome. She got some pipes, man. She can sing brother. I'm planning on trying to do auditions next year. So nice. Yes. Um, so this, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so this this comes from the band 36 Crazy Fist. Um, and let's look at their wiki here. They're from Ag Anchorage, Alaska. They're at a medical they're an American metalcore band from Anchorage, Alaska, founded in 1994. The name comes from a Hong Kong martial arts film, 36 Crazy Fist, uh, which comes it came circa 1977, starring Jackie Chan. And um, to date, they've released eight studio albums. Um, so, I mean, you got to think, like, they're definitely from Alaska. Um, up there, very much so about, like, fishing and just the native land and the native culture. And, um, you know, a lot of it has to do with the tide and um, and the waters there and just how it's it's just all kind of intertwined and they have an album called into the tide and it's takers. Um, and let's see, we got here uh, time and trauma, the rest in the flames, uh, collisions and castaways, lanterns, um, 
but just the overall unpredictability of the sea and the real skills and abilities it takes to like uh, to be adaptable on the seas i mean you know to be a a, a a sailor or a pirate or a viking or whatever you want to you, know, you want to envision yourself doing when you're out there um you know conquering the world and, and sailing the tides of this life which are rough and uh, unpredictable um it's known that the seas are always rougher in the Bering Sea in September and November, you know, September, October, November, December, you know, in the winter time. Um, so, you know, the battles of the tides are, oh man, it's just uh, vast and vague all at the same time. And, uh, you know, when you're waiting on a war and, 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 and all the nights are long, um, it's just it, it can it can definitely be a battle, but that's where you have your uh, you know this this inner energy, and you really got to harness that and really stroke the flame and fire inside to keep you going when you're when you're kind of out there in the cold on on your on your own, and uh, and sometimes it's not by choice, you know, because sometimes standing for what is righteous um, and what is true means standing alone because not everybody wants to take the hard road of doing the right thing because it's usually easier to choose the easy road of doing the wrong thing. And unfortunately, today's society tends to reward people for taking the easy road or stepping on their fellow brethren to, you know, to, to, to get ahead in life and all these, all these things that uh, we didn't do. And, you know, our, our, maybe our great grandfathers didn't do. I mean, uh, Maybe I'm getting out of line here now, but, um, you know, focusing that energy of, of, of just savagery, um, that exists within all of us, you know, um, to do the proper thing with it and, and to be more consciously aware. And so to you be feel more... like savagery can be focused to, for, for constructive or progressive means? Most certainly. Oh, absolutely. Because a lot of people don't um, think that. You're right. I, 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 I wouldn't disagree with that statement, Hakeem. I think a lot of people do feel that um, you have to be... Uh, and possibly peaceful all the time. Well, possibly you're right, passive. right. Right or the opposite, like there is no in between. That there's it's it's there's that there's no uh, in between emotions. There's just the two extremes. That to be an alpha is to be a savage, and they don't and that doesn't uh, correlate with what um, <clears throat> actually what works in the animal kingdom and society and hierarchies and the way that being the actual like embodiment of a real alpha or a sigma or whatever, all these new terms I keep seeing on YouTube when I'm watching actual, uh, you know, like MIT videos. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. the Sigma male. I'm like, Oh, you guys are now discovering the Sigma wavelength or the male or, you know, these theories of whatever, and the, these, these different behavior identifiers or whatever, you know, so the society or I guess, uh, whatever YouTube's catching on to these things. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just, there it it's 
if you've ever seen the movie Donnie Darko, he they do this great explanation of it. You know, he's like, so there's only love or fear, huh? There's no, there's just nothing in between, huh? Just like right. I remember because your... they were making fun of like the the um like the motivational speakers who claim that because that was also That's... very popular around the time when, when those exact two things were actually being said in some from some popular motivational speakers. It's love or fear, the opposite of, of fear. It, they were like the opposite of love it's not hate it's fear and that was like a huge thing in um, the motivational speaking of the time so they were there it was direct yeah, I would, was, yeah it, I'd say please please speak on that that's actually really important it was a, it was a direct call out to uh, the motivational speaking industry at that time because that was something that was being widely spread and I I don't have any direct references or names of people who are saying that, but it was in the same exact circles of, you know, we become what we think about thoughts become things, the law of attraction, um, all stuff that I've written and spoken about and, and, uh, and celebrated and cheered for, um, before, you know, I've got lots of records of that on my websites and things that I've written and some videos that I made. Um, and so I became really, you know, intimate with that information and that whole lifestyle of, of attempting to, you know, uh, use my will and imagination to manifest things into reality. Um, and that's an interesting, uh, delusion to fancy it. Um, it's very informative if you're aware, but, um, but the idea of there being you know, the opposite of love being fear and not hate is interesting. It's kind of like um, adopting um, like a, some kind of gimmick. So it's very gimmicky and uh, it causes people to think, it causes people to think, hmm, maybe that's right. You know, and then you can rationalize it and do all kinds of things to it. Um, but yeah, anyway, there's a lot of things that, that's, that movies do. And, and 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 as time has gone along, it just directly called things out. But that was like a little bit of a call out on that on that whole part of the um, the the new age and metaphysical industry, because also there were a lot of people who were getting into mystical practices. Like for exact for example, mystical Judaism could be considered the the Kabbalah could be considered mystical Judaism, for example. And, um, you know, then there's, uh, there's, I forget what the, um, there was a different, several different mystical traditions of the Abrahamic religions, which means they all had, uh, different followers who practiced things that were even considered more to be magic then than we even consider magic now. So imagine how freaking magic-y what they were doing had to be but then it wasn't even really that it was just because it was different and it didn't go along with the rituals of the prevailing leaders of the time so therefore it was called magic or witchcraft or whatever could be said to have it stricken down but anyway um yeah the fear versus love thing uh, i don't know it's a kind of a riddle but i do know that it seemed like it was kind of a direct call call out to uh the whole new age motivational industry at the time. 
Okay. There's a bunch of good stuff in that movie. And I mean, those are good things we get from cinema all the time, but um, yeah. So, you know, just, just this, the overall savagery of, of, you know, of, of what you can harness and then harnessing it for good. And then, you know, and I, when I say for good, I mean, in many different forms and facets, I mean, one thing is just like that mental focus in the gym, right? Like the more you're actually focused on that brain body connection and that energy that comes from that actual dark heart inside of us. And, 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 you know, or maybe there's the injustices in your life or the things that people are doing to you and say to you and, and the things that you, that, that, that you disagree with and that are, are, are disapproving to you. And, um, instead of outward putting the energy into other people and, and being rude to the cashier because you're having a bad day, if harness your dark hodo and then go in the gym and, and stroke that fire and, and let out that savagery and learn how to throw a punch, you know, don't just go in there and box, like take your time and actually get form, like get, get natural, get into that flow state where, or, or try to practice on getting into that flow state where you're, 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 you're getting just more, used to your surroundings, you know, where you can start learning so you get like that, the spatial awareness. Um, that's just, I think a good start of where you can learn how to kind of start focusing and harnessing this energy, but it can be turned into the same thing of reading a book and, and, and learning a new skill. It doesn't have to necessarily be martial arts. I mean, that's something that you're very versed in as well as, you know, just focusing this energy on, on literature and, 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 and education. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I do um, tend to be very focused. I'm kind of a kind of a one uh, one trick pony, I guess. I mean, I've just kind of harnessed everything that I do under one really uh, umbrella, which is just martial arts and self defense. That's and there's so many things that come with that. Because interestingly enough, the martial art capoeira, which I I'm fascinated by, um, but know hardly anything about, except what I've decided to put into it, is um, been an inspiration for a lot of things, for continuing dance, to understand strategic gaming, and uh, and also martial arts movement, keeping my body fit and supple, and learning uh, different languages and playing instruments, African instruments. And so it's, uh, you know, the, all the things that I do are based on the things that I'm passionate about already. And I found out that you could basically decide that you could use almost anything, you know, within reason, of course, but you could use almost anything to achieve a goal, the goal of being the best kind of person that you can be. And it, it's almost anything. I mean, it could be, um, something that might seem super simple and not on the surface to be able to have great effects in the world, but you can decide that, you know, uh, crocheting yarn, uh, knitting yarn caps, crochet, um, can be something that would be a life-changing activity, you know, but maybe there are people who live in cold climates who could use those caps, you know, so there's so many things that you can put your energy into, but if you just focus it with the idea of asking yourself the question of how can I use this? How can this lead me towards a certain type of enlightenment in a certain area of life? And when I say enlightenment, I don't mean to say the kind 
that is very woo-woo and where people feel like you're going to be like floating on some kind of weird mushroom cloud um, and like with a, th a third eye popping out of your forehead. I mean, enlightenment as in that you, light has been shed, your awareness has been pointed to the information and how to make sense of it in a certain area. And this is uh, um, one way that you can look at so many things like, for example, martial arts and how just studying something that seems to be one thing has so many uh, branches and leaves and fruit. So that's how you can explore the complex from the simple. I, I, I love that. I love that. Cause I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, just, just the picture you're, you know, you're painting here about, you know, this picture uh, of this tree, um, that, you know, the roots may be in so many different things. Right. And then you are the tree and then you're harvesting all these things. You have all these branches. Um, but then the fruits that are actually coming from these branches, the fruits that are actually coming from these labors, um, can be in a variety, you know. So it's 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 almost um, the other day I, I oddly enough saw this video where this guy spliced over a hundred different plants into one tree, you know, and he did it the right way. He like clipped it and branched it in and tied it off and let it grow in and heal. And it took a very long time to do it, but it and then it took a very long time for the tree to grow to actually produce the fruit. Um, but it is possible. That is the whole thing. I mean, Mother Nature shows us right there. It is possible. And we know that our brains and bodies work just like that, With especially with the work of like Dr. Caroline Leaf. It shows right there in her studies that like we can harvest the ability to have a magnitude of masteries uh, and all these different you know, facets of life and all these different things and skills and abilities. It doesn't just have to be simply martial arts. Or simply, you know, uh, literacy and education, and simply, um, you know, motherhood, or 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 you know, all, um, these things that people think that you can only dedicate your life to, and only and and that one type of work, or how I want to go into quantum physics, you know, like do I have to simply just be a scientist? Do I simply have to only, uh, uh, you know, be into quantum, you know, material science data? And in its applications with AI and, you know, and nanotechnology and all these different things and, you know, and, and, and bio applications and uh, no, no, I mean, it's just, why do people put themselves in a box? You know, when you can be a warrior, when you can, you can, uh, I want to say when you can be a warrior. No, no, what I'm, I'm actually, I'm not going to correct myself because to be a warrior truly you need to have more than just one mastery, you know, and, and it's not just simply being able to fight and, and um, fight efficiently and to just take orders and take them blindly. Like you should be able to know how to garden and, and, and take care of animals and, you know, always, and, and uh, you know, just be well-versed in, you know, and in, 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 in literature and um 
you know, whether it's, you know, in building a house or all these different things, just, you know, and, and mechanics. Um, and so I'm just kind of finding some overall, you know, things here, but, you know, just be well-versed, you know, don't, don't just stop learning. Uh, I read a statistic the other day. I was looking up some things because uh, Hakeem has the World Reading Club. And it's that w as soon as we get out of high school or college, the average person quits educating themselves. They quit reading physical books or, or even written or even online literature. Um, and we just kind of get in this rest state. And and then, you know, we uh, we as men uh, become restless and maybe a little, a little angry and uh, a little bitter with life and uh, because we're not achieving the way we should be achieving. And, you know, then we get this dark hot O up inside of us and, uh, and we don't know where to take it out at. And a lot of young men are unfortunately, you know, watching porn or this or that, and they get all these bad outlets, all these, you know, uh, uh, dark influences, uh, you know, they don't know how to channel their energy. And uh, um, uh, fortunately, this isn't me. I've I identified these things in probably about 15 years ago when the internet came around and I was like, ah, that shit is bad news, evil. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just not normal the way in, you know, and it's, and you can see the way that it's affected people now, you know, fast forward 15 years. Um, what are you talking so, about? So, oh, the dark heart, the, the, the dark energy and the, the, and, and the, the mis, uh, leading, uh, of our, of young men due to pornography. Oh, okay. um, <clears throat> Yeah, you know, and some of that negative energy that it can instill in people, you know, some of that dark oh, like some of that just, just that negative dark energy, um, and then and then the lack of having of an outlet for it. I hear a lot of people yeah. saying that about the whole dark energy, but I don't get it. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I, I I'm just saying from not even from personal experience, just from when I'm a, you know, I mean consuming things like that whether it's visually uh auditorially and it doesn't even have to be pornography just violence in general towards towards somebody towards something towards whatever towards just just that that just seeing the act your brain <clears throat> i feel i mean i'm no doctor but i mean like you know separating certain things within the brain and then making sure you don't, uh, you don't associate it the certain ways and people aren't, aren't conscious enough to stop themselves to think about it that deeply. And then all this other uh, things that come into it. And, uh, I, I, I kind of want to get into it, but I feel like you're probably better versed in that. So I'm just not going to, but I also don't want to, I mean, maybe we don't go down that hole. I don't know. Um, but, you know, just what I was getting at is, you know, so these, you know, even if these men, you know, they, so they get this dark energy, whether it's being fed to them from whatever different outlets, maybe it's bad music, right? But they don't, they're not understanding that, that it's how it's affecting them. Um, and then, you know, and they're not working out in the gym well, who, properly. Who you understands know, how it's affecting them? I mean, who, where, do, where, where should they go to to understand how certain things are affecting them? Is there... Is there somebody teaching? Because I don't, I don't know of any place that you can go to and say, "Hey, can you tell me how like advertisements on television or here's what I've been watching? Can you tell me how this is affecting me? Who has that capability?" Wow, that's that's really a very interesting question because I, I, I mean, a, a psychologist, I suppose, not me. 
I mean, I mean, I, I could, I mean, I mean, I think we could all could probably use some some common logic to maybe come up with something. Uh, I'd reckon but, that uh, that a good old hypnoanalyst can can uh, come up with a system for that. Yeah, I think I think somebody with those skills probably really could because I mean, really understanding the brain body connection and how like the messages you receive and then how the yeah, you're taking it in with your visual cortex and and how words uh, and you know, affect the way that the brain processes things and uh yeah wow man you, you you're right i mean and there is no system out there i think somebody with those skills like well, uh <laughs> when you think about it what are we asking the question is we're asking how are people basically being programmed how how are are our behaviors affected by the information we're taking in and the interesting thing having the perspective of of training with tools for you know meta metaverse and the strategies become pretty clear um people are just being tracked in the most basic sense of of everything just their demographic people are being identified and tracked but their name and their, um, you know, address and stuff like that is not tracked. Supposedly, at least that's not shared. All that the the, the advertisers and everybody who has a share in all of this stuff like that wants is what the person's spending habits are, maybe what they can upsell them to, and what that person's looking at, so they can just simply continue to get their advertisements in front of that person who's most likely to buy a thing, and. They can do this with very high accuracy because they've been tracking and practicing this for years. So there, you can say they like Facebook and Google and all these other places are the gatekeepers. And so you you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get your information, your promotion, whatever it is that you want to push in front of the right people. But you just have to pay for that key. And that's the secret right there is that all of this is going to be gated. These are all gated channels of information. And the the learning that I found out is that they are spot on in understanding who wants what. But that's because we're actively participating in everything because we take those surveys. I do them all the time. They're like, hey, we want to know your opinion. And you might get a $20 Amazon card. Sometimes they don't even, most of the time, I don't even go for the ones that try to entice me with some stupid card because I'm, I'm like, I'm probably not going to get it anyway. I'm very pessimistic about that. My law of averages on those things. So, but I just don't even like to be coerced into doing a survey. It makes me feel very suspicious when they're like, we'll give you a 20, you will, you'll enter your to win a $50 Amazon card. I'm like, Oh no, it feels very schemey right now. Even though they're there, the surveys are delivered by what people might consider to be respectable organizations. But who knows where people's standards are coming from these days? Hell, if I know, I disregard the standards for certain things a long time ago. I'm a, I'm like a wild animal out here. But um, so, you know. Anyway, the uh, equivalent is is what I'm seeing is that basically, um, you'd be very hard pressed to not want to buy what advertisers put in front of you now because you've been studied so uh, acutely. And so thoroughly and with such detail and precision that they don't even need your fucking name or where you or where you live or, or anything like that. They just, they just have 
You're just a fucking number. You're absolutely right. And that's what people don't understand is that, see, they're worried about all this little stuff. They have collected so much data on you or us. That they, they, if they really wanted it to try, they could predict your next move. They could predict your next 10 moves in each direction. So that's like 100 moves, whatever, you know, 1,000 moves because it's, you know, let's say 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, whatever, right? And then they're just waiting for you to go in one direction. And then the and then then it multiplies in that world in that in that directional line, you know the algorithms are crazy. Being retargeted and all this other stuff and the what they're collecting in the background and uh, you're right. People are like, oh, are they, did they got my address, dude? They they know by your consuming data whether you're gonna die of a heart attack or you know or 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 uh, 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 dementia or anxiety, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they. There's so many algorithms they're tracking way beyond whether it's your address and phone number. I, uh, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it's just. Anywho. Yeah, it's um, it's Boy. an incredible system of tracking and uh, monitoring and then retargeting information to people. So, and you know, some people get around it. Some people don't answer surveys. Some people give wrong answers, and some people use different software that they put on their devices so that when they're walking around they get stuff in different languages and for different ages and for different races because they know how to at That's least right. shield themselves in that way um, i personally um, am one of those really uh, delusional or psychotic people or whatever's wrong with me who fails to see the problem like yet i don't like i i, can't, I don't give a shit yet um about me being tracked and my name and all that. It's like, I, I've never felt private ever in my life. I guess that's been my issue ever since I've grown up. I've always been paranoid. So I've never felt private. And plus, because of religion, um, I've already just decided that I can't hide anything ever and that I'm always being watched all the time, every second, every minute, every hour by like this all powerful God being that's everywhere all the time. And so, um, secrecy has never been an issue for me because I'm like, there's no secret. Like, I really believe that. That's like one thing that I've always just felt. And just because of all the crazy uh, paranormal and supernatural experiences I've had, whether they be delusions or, or uh, whether they be uh, hoaxes or pranks or uh, if they're real, regardless, I've experienced them as if they're real. And, um, all of that just kind of keeps me in a certain mindset of um, of, of paranoia that uh, has also driven a lot of the things that I do. But not, but fortunately, it hasn't been a hysterical paranoia because getting hysterical really doesn't help very much of anything. So I'm fortunate that it's a very calculating and um, and, well, uh, I really think there's something to be said to be said in that, you know. I mean, that it can be used to your advantage, you know. That you're not like you said, you're not. It's not so much it's just hyper vigilance. There's, you know, just like it's uh, it's just a certain level of effective paranoia, you know, um, and un an understanding of things and 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 conceptuality and <clears throat> you know, I try to be careful with things, but I know at a certain level, like there's just there's only so much you can control and only so much you can do. Um, with 
when it comes to online stuff and, and their privacy yeah. and all these things and privacy yeah you know and then you know paranoia in my daily life might be a little bit higher but i feel like that's just because it's not paranoia it is awareness and people are calling it paranoia because they're all not unaware um True paranoia and hypervigilance is playing like window warrior, like with people who were on drugs to do and looking out the window and thinking somebody's there and stuff. Like that's that's paranoia, um, you know. So it, that's another thing. Is you know, I think a lot of you know young men are caught up in uh, the power of Google and self-diagnosing and you know young people in general, and then they just it's it doesn't behoove us as 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 warriors and as savage gentlemen um and that's where more dark hearted energy is harvested and people like get they get start feeling sad and bad and angry and it's just like uh i don't know man just some of these things uh they well they'll do lord uh, so, you know, it, it, it just, it just, it just, uh, I don't know, man. Um, I see some of these people out here in, in, in life and I'm just, I, I have empathy for them. I just kind of feel bad and I just want to help them. And I just, I want to heal other suffering and, you know, I'm suffering my dang self, you know I mean? I'm doing all right, you know, but like, you know, I, I, I have my, my own physical pain and, you know, I don't sleep so well, and you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a veteran, so I got some of my own things from from my time in service, and um, you know, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. I see these people out here, and it's just, I, and and the way that when I, I know I dealt with my pain when I came home years ago. Um, and harness my dark hero and my uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this so uh, so oh oh lord uh, maybe we should just look at it what so Sweden no hado oh sat no hado it says sue sat sat sui sat sui sat sat sui sat sui no so Satsui no Hado. No Hado. Satsui no Hado. Thank you. Satsui. Yeah, you know, and that's how I dealt with my Satsui no Hado. I, I, I was in the gym, very much so brain body connection. Things that you understand as a hypnoathletic, like. Uh, and, and, and just you, I mean, you're like, you're one of a kind. There's only somebody who do just, you, you've just, you've gone down a very unique path and I, I, I love it. You're just, you're like another modern Bruce Lee man, you know, uh, be water, my friend. Like, so it's just, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's how I dealt with it. And that's how I feel like you've dealt with your, you know, dark hotto and, and, and in your life with your ups and downs and trials and tribulations and, and I've just and had a lot of good habits of evil and I've had I've just had a lot of good habits already built up that were able to counteract the effects of even the worst things that I felt so I, I just attribute it to I just like I said I, I've been paranoid and part of my paranoia caused me to really get deeply into the study of martial arts and self-defense and um 
that's that's really all that's led me it's, it's it's strange to say but i've realized that i've been pretty much singly focused all my life because i've just been like paranoid about like the craziest shit like the the because of what i knew about like religion and then i would see like the movie the exorcist and like and it was just like yo man there's like demons and shit out here i'm like yo i have to learn like everything i have to learn how to be a sorcerer i have to learn how to be a ninja i have to learn everything dude and so that's like in my life because <laughs> like i was scarred as a child and hey, like, but no like, look but but you found power in it right and look how you turned out so you became a warrior you became a warrior of many things so you 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 harnessed so okay look look look, look. so Okay, this comes back to the love and fear spectrum, right? The whole, there's nothing in between. So, you, but there is something very much so in between, and that's where you yeah. blossomed. That's where you became you. That's where you become unique equilibrium and this hypnoathletic, you know, God. And you're just like, you're out there. You know? <laughs> I mean, seriously, only my, man. Only in my lucid dreams. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, so... Uh, Boy, it's just, I mean, but you, no, but you, you really, you really harnessed that energy and it got you through a lot of things. And like you said, you had these good foundations. So you were blessed and you were lucky enough to have these good foundations, but how could other people build these foundations? What, what, what are some of the things that you think that, that the average person can do or where, where should they start or, or, well, it's just, um, it's difficult. There's no, there's no easy way. It's, it's like anything that I have going on is just simply based on the fact that I've been doing it for a long time. So I've just always kept on consistently practicing martial arts, for example, and just have always kept the guitar with me, for example, and have always just continued writing haiku poems. It's just a simple thing. It's like, okay, well, it's the least common denominator, like the least, the thing that I need the least amount of resources to do, I've just stuck with that. Oh, I'm just going to practice haiku in their most basic, simple form as possible because I like haiku, but I'm not going to get into like the deepest history. I read one big giant book about haiku called Japanese Death Poems. That was good enough for me. I'm going to stick with my style now. Or like with uh, um, um, with anything that I do, capoeira, I do a little bit of it every day, boxing, so on and so forth. And it's just, I've just kept up with it. But at the barest minimum that I could practice, I, I know jab, cross, hook, uppercuts, and I just keep adding some little thing all the time. But in order to be able to, to practice uh, different things and to be good at them, you just have to be patient and just keep doing it. The thing is, is that like, that, that in that way, you'll eventually, I suppose, be considered to be what, what if you stick with one particular martial art, for example, or stay in a school, you, you'll be a doctor, or get a doctorate of it, or be a master or grandmaster, you know, if you want to go that route. But, um, but the thing is, is that it's the, 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 the um, unbroken continuity, the connection of just continual practice and learning and adding even just ever so a little bit more at some increment in time you become more versed at something like maybe yeah you go for a while and plateau 
and practice the same things over and over again and get super strong at that. But after a while, you have to then add something more and you have to keep going. And so it's because of that, that foundation, when, when the darkest times came to me, that it was because I had that discipline to go back on. You see, I don't, like in, in many different martial arts that, that do kata, for example, like the Japanese kata, the forms, or like in Tai Chi, how you see the different forms that they do. Um, a lot of times, some of those forms are supposed to mimic uh, actual combat scenarios that are played back over and over again. And you kind of imagine you're fighting different people and using those movements on them and things like that. But sometimes it's softened and it, and it became impractical. And in some cases, uh, and like Kyokushin Karate, it's, it's become very, very practical. Um, but in, in that same sense is the art of, of practicing the kata. And so in everything in life, you can create these scenarios and you can even act them out through your own kata. You can go and start having your own, for example, shadow boxing session and imagining that all the characters and all the adversaries and opponents that you're fighting are representative of some aspect that you are going to defeat and transmute into the energy that you want to go towards the favorable outcome of the goal that you've set in mind. I went a little bit off a track there, but um, again, the way that people can uh, to, to achieve their goals and get to a certain point of mastery is simply again through continuity by continuous study and practice and it just has to stay consistent. I have to keep doing it over and over and over again and just keep exploring. And um, I, I even like to say, so I heard from this guy, Jim Rohn. He has a, a recording that I got a long time ago called Building Your Network Marketing Business with Jim Rohn. But he, he said these three steps, study, practice, and teach. And I just added a couple things in between there, which are um, adopt and adapt. So you study something and then you adopt it, right? Like you adopt a child to make it your own. You practice and through practice and figuring it out, then you have to adapt it to make it your own in another way as you come to know it, come to love it. And then from there you can share or teach. So study, adopt, practice, adapt, and teach or share. Um, both of those can be the same thing or they can be different things. Right, right, right. But different. let's back up. Let's back up because there's something that was way more important than all of that. Because, I mean, you said it. Something that you love. You, it may be something that you fall into and you love. Out of everything you just said. Yeah, I know it's not in your acronym, but you're so right. And that is so powerful. All of this is so powerful. We need well, one love. of my acronyms is actually, you know, that is, luck. this is great, Hakeem. Well, yes. One of my acronyms is actually luck. It's L-U-C-K, which is love, understanding, compassion, and kindness. And yes, I admit that those come directly from Buddhism, but I'm the one who put it into the acronym of luck to make it a nice mnemonic device to remember it because they're qualities that I care about and that I would like to embody. And I realized that that's one of the main practices of Buddhism that a certain type of Buddhism a lot of people don't realize is the art of visualizing 
characteristics and traits so that you can then embody those characteristics and traits such as love, understanding, and compassion and, and kindness, which is really actually very difficult because it requires a high level of focused and disciplined concentration upon those characteristics. And like, for example, in Buddhism, they have this one Buddha called Avalokiteshvara, which is the compassion Buddha. And, and what you do is you get to learn about this whole Buddha story. They, they build up a whole backstory for it. So this Buddha has a whole life. Sort of like that book from Herman Hess called uh, uh, Siddhartha. And it's about the Buddha. And where it gives a whole backstory of how he grew up as a prince. And, you know, and how they went, his, his family shielded him from the horrors of poverty and disease and old age. And... Uh, and so they give him this whole backstory. And so they do the same thing with these Buddhas, such as the one of Avalokiteshvara, for example, which is the compassion Buddha. And they give you this whole life and show the story and give examples of how and why this person was so compassionate or what they were thinking about when they were being compassionate and what things solidified their, their path on being compassionate and the embodiment of compassion and so as you learn about this Buddha, you learn how to embody, you're learning the story of this person. And so you become, it becomes an idol, interestingly enough, which is very, very uh, anathema to Christianity, interestingly enough, because that you build up and you begin to idolize uh, this compassion Buddha because you, you create it into a personification, of, uh, like a doll, a physical idol that has these qualities. It might as well be like a doll that has inscribed on it all these different qualities that you could read, like Bible verses or anything else that you wanted to instill or impress upon your subconscious mind. But that's what this, the, one of the essence of a certain type of Buddhism is, is to uh, learn about uh, a historical figure, whether it's created or not, because most of them are, the Buddhas are not necessarily real, but you learn their stories as if they're real. You learn their characters, you learn their backstory, you learn about them, so that you can then embody that. And that's one of the things that is really powerful in, and it's easy when you find something that you love to do, something that you really enjoy, then it's easy to embody characteristics and traits um, that go along with that. But it takes just a certain level of awareness. You just have to wake up just a little bit and apply that. I wonder what uh, could be such awareness was taught uh, to much younger people. If I would have known, we all learn in such different ways. Everybody's so different. I'm really learning what flashbacks mean now. I'm having flashbacks more about places I've been before in my life than I ever had before. I wonder what that means. And it's like, I'm, I'm getting very powerful flashes of emotion with them too. It's very interesting. That is, that is quite interesting. Really seriously hard flashbacks. But I'm a lot healthier than I've been in a long time, physically and uh, psychologically and focused. I'm very disciplined, but you know, that's the point I was getting to is that 
that this well, is that, 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 yeah. right right and that may be what it be but it might be as well as the catalyst of your mind and body to have the ability to work out some of these flashbacks because some of them may be good some of them may be bad um but your brain and body and I mean, maybe your just state of being is more in this you know another flow state and you're just able to work through things and um you have me with what you're doing right now and you're just your type of work you're doing and your level of engagement and you know you're, you're like you said you're feeling back kind of more on track and um more more plugged in than you've felt in a while and um so is this just that that's there there is a, there's a high level of importance of that that um yeah you know allows you just, know that being just disconnected from my ability to just express what i naturally do you know is um is i like to consider that i can if necessary engage in a high level of communication when i say a high level of communication i mean a type of communication that brings people together and gets things done and that's really all that needs to happen is that people need to to unite get together and get things done whether that be help people get together and they get a small section of a park or a neighborhood cleaned up or they get a couple people fed or they put something together to get people together that's right you know or 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 just i mean hey exactly I, I gave an example to the VFW. I said, you know, you're saying you have issues with getting this guy's ramp built. You have an issue with getting donations and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And I, you tell me I can help, but then you tell me I can't help. And this is my own hometown. I, I This place I'm speaking of is in Smithfield, Virginia, VFW Post, uh, VFW Post 8545. And, um, you know, I was like, hey, I could have a whole a whole army of young, you know, Navy guys out here, army guys, you know, whatever it may be to help build this post. I mean, to help build this ramp and, or to even get, you know, things donated from Lowe's or Home Depot or whatever to help out with getting the ramp built. I'm pretty home, pretty sure Home Depot might even be able to send people to come help this ramp help. uh, Or maybe, maybe the town would even help if you made the town aware that you needed help. Um, because the community is usually more than likely willing to chip in to do things, and when you want to give back, and they want to give back, and and it's circular, and then people feel better, and then it's uh, then there's that intoxicating feeling, and uh, uh, you know, and that that spreads of uh, everybody feeling more joyous, and everybody wants to start giving back because like it's just it starts catching on like a virus of happiness, but you gotta have a source of it you know you got to find a how you're focusing your energy to create that space to create that source of being able to help others and help yourself and um yeah man that's just i mean what you're saying here man it's just it's super powerful there, and i love it it came like, happy viruses yeah dude yeah they're they're <laughs> absolutely you know i mean there's the, the 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 virus of revival, you know, the the spirit of revival, man, just yeah. just just joy, uh, but and that is contagious, just like the opposite is contagious, and just like dark hot o is contagious. If you allow yourself to be consumed with it and you don't focus it, 
you become like Akuma. You know, you become like Jiren. You become like, um, who else can I think of? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Bajin Buu, like, uh, 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 um, why can I not recall his right. name? Um, wow. from uh, there's another guy in Tokyo Ghoul. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of people I could go on about, you know, if I wanted to, but it's like, you know, I mean, power is power is not absolute. That is the that is a problem. People, power is not absolute. Power, um, it should be used for the ability to do things and get things done. And it takes savagery. It takes learning skills. It takes some suffering. It takes some experiencing life. And and but focusing that that energy um, from those disappointments of life or those lets down or those tribulations or. Um, you know, just re reharnessing it all uh, to to really strengthen yourself and strengthen your mind and your body and your soul and to strengthen your community. That's what really comes down to strengthening your community. You know, like yeah. you want to raise everybody else up, you know, and strengthen them as well. And we need leaders to lead the community. We you know we can't have we need a whole bunch of chiefs and less Indians, but we need all the chiefs working together like Indians. But it takes a group of chiefs, you know, that are working together like chiefs. And then the willing to take direction from each other and take her creative criticism and take, you know, what it, you know, you know, the, the harshes of war and, but yet be gentle and tender in the garden of, of life, you know, and harvest the fruit of, 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 of the tree, you know, the, 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 the tree that we're talking about here of, you know, you have a hundred different fruits on this one tree, but you had to splice in every single one and harvest that. And, I mean, and, and not harvest it, uh, but nurture um, and pay close attention to that additional branch. You know, it's like doing bonsai. So you're doing bonsai on, on, on your life here, on, on your own life tree. The tree, you know, the roots of your life are plugged into different things, you know, literature and martial arts and gun foo and maybe it's coding and and video games and religion and uh you know maybe it's your family and 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 their heritage um but then there's you and and you can be one big large tree with a few branches you know and only maybe a few roots or you can choose to have many roots and many branches and many fruits um but you can't be beaten down by the world and and misled and there's so much of that going on and uh and there's all this dark energy that uh, around us and people don't know how to combat it and then it becomes part of them and like you were saying before the the hypno uh the, the hypnotic part of it of how they're they use all these different forms of programming to kind of, you know, I hate to use this word, but kind of entrance or enslave our minds and our bodies to enter more of the matrix and more into a simulational uh, elevated state of operation to where you just do things blindly and you're just like clicking things on a screen, but proverbially in your mind, 
you know, you're waking up, you get in your skin suit, you eat some fruit, you get in the car, you go to work, you go to the cubicle, you, you, you know, you're just a robot in the system and you're quite happy with it. Unfortunately, that's what people... Right, uh, right. Well, I mean, I guess in this circumstance, in this in this uh, theoretical, uh, you know, little metaphorical thing here, I mean, the people the aren't way, even your, leaving. Your buddy Lance is uh, on the phone. Do you want to take a call or no? Um. Yeah. Uh, let me look. Let, let's 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 let Lance talk. I think I think he learned that last time. You can't be a little a little crazy. You gotta, you know, you you really gotta just. Was uh, I being crazy about? Well, I forget. <laughs> Hey, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you. I think you were you in that room. It wasn't your room, was it, or was it? I don't even Uh, know, man. It's so long ago. I don't even care. How you doing, Lance? How you been? Good, man. Uh, It wasn't that long ago, but uh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Sometimes I think that as animated as I can get. Sometimes I think it's not so much how animated I am. I think they use it kind of like. Hey, he's going somewhere I don't really have an answer for sometimes. Not you, but I mean in general. Anyway, um, I won't mention any names because no one here anyway. But yeah, so <laughs> you can have, I think you were talking about, uh, you know, leaders and things like that. I think you can have leader, leaderless movements. And I think sometimes you can have, you know, leaders that just say, yeah, man, here's a new way of looking at things and people follow them. Most leaders, political or otherwise, tend to find the parade that suits them best and jumps in front of it and says, okay, now I'm going to lead you, you know. Um, but no, you can have true leaders. I think the way the Iroquois nation was founded is fascinating, right? We're one of their leaders, Hiawatha, <laughs> I believe, right? He was just out doing his thing, you know, like they do wandering around. He met some, like, you know, just like real like shaman type, you know, just real brilliant thinker. He said, wow, man. I want to bring you back to my people because you're out of something. And the two of them went back, you see. They didn't come back with like, you know, Moses with the tablets. They didn't do like a constitutional two-man convention and come back with the rules, right? They had a general concept of of cooperation. They were warring like motherfuckers, right? And they created this, not not for nothing, but we essentially have what they had. They essentially had of three branches of government. And I learned that some of the details of this recently were what they wound up with when these two guys came back and said, okay, enough warring. Let's, let's treaty. Let's figure this out. And they did. And it lasted for hundreds of years until they got on the wrong side of the Revolutionary War because it was the colonists that were messing with them, not the, not the British. So, then, of course, the British were their natural ally. Well, they just lost the war, so the Iroquois became, you know, kind of defunct soon after, you know, or at least politically. So, but what they came up with was the Onondaga, where I live, tiniest postage stamp reservation you ever saw, but it's the most sovereign in the nation, ironically, interestingly enough. But anyway, they were the central point. So they were like the Capitol building. (laughs) They were like D.C. That was where they, you know, the two on the east, two on the west. And what would happen was what happened because of the fact that just because of the way things had worked out, the, the two western were like newer, they were younger, they had younger chiefs, and I think it was or, or the other way around. And the two Eastern, you know, the uh, Oneida and Mohawks, tended to be older. They just had older chiefs, okay, for whatever reason. They were 
And so they were okay. like the Senate. So, 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 really so the wild. Western you said had like more younger chiefs, maybe let's say in their thirties. Let's just say that, right? And the Eastern yeah. had older chiefs, maybe in their fifties and sixties. Right, because people and you you hit that right because even though like with uh, with Western folks you died young, but the ones that lasted past twenties, you know, you lived till fifty, sixty, seven. Right, exactly. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so what they did was they said, okay, we're going to present it to like the, the, the Eastern branch because we're going to find out if it's going to work for the current, you know, society or whatever. But then, oh, is it going to, is it something that's wise or whatever? So they went to the other. And then the Onad, the Onondagas, I think Kaiser's like, hey, this is our house. We're, we're deciding stuff. They could weigh in and kind of veto anything. They were like the executive, uh, like the judicial branch. It was, you know, loosely, I'm, I'm giving a loose interpretation of it. Right, of course, and, of course. You know, and, 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 but, oh, guess what? It was a matriarchy. Overriding all that with the super veto, like the board of directors that could fire the CEO, were the clan mothers. And it was the clan mothers that never accepted any money, not a dime ever. The Onondagas. The other, the other tribes did. You look at, oh my God, so much controversy with this guy, Hal Britter, still there. He turned the Oneida community, uh, the Oneida reservation into a freaking corporation. They're like, they're like four or 500. Mm -hmm. They have PGA tournaments at their golf course and all that. They hated him, but you know, I created mm -hmm. a lot of jobs. So we could argue that another day, you know, but not the Onondagas. They, they maintain this anyway, but they're, it's a matriarchy. The whole thing's a matriarchy. Only you never, you never hear of the women's name. You're, you all remember when the UN allowed or the uh, the IOC allowed uh, the uh, the Iroquois guy to run a marathon with the Haudenosaunee flag? Well, that was the that was the chiefs. That was the men that led the that are like the I guess you could say the guys that run the day to day. Anyway, it's a matriarchy and it's got leaders, but it's just a fascinating. And, and speaking of like world religions and stuff. I think the Eastern religions are fascinating, but like we're finding out that with this like worship of nature, and I listened to a guy named Dennis Banks who came to the Onondaga Res because he was being railroaded from South Dakota mm -hmm. with a rape charge. Okay. He, he fled to California, oh, 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 oh. the sanctuary, came to Onondaga. But anyway, <laughs> whole communal. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to go on off on a tangent, but so yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. no, 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 no. Uh, no, I think I think you're you're just you're hitting some things. Let's just stop there. But you're hitting some things. You were really right there, and I and I appreciate it, man. And and, and you're, you're so so. What you're seeing here is like you, you're not wrong. So 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 once again, people are being plugged into the system. They're being enslaved, like you said. They literally turned this reservation into a corporation, and now they're all plugged into the matrix, and they're all stuck in the system, and they're all having the same dark hot o that they haven't been able to get rid of because the Indians have, you know, it's just like the way they, they metabolize alcohol, you know, I mean, just they're, I mean, you know, they went from being a warrior race, a warrior population that, you know, lived uh, in such a way that they were self-sustainable and cared for each other and their community and were in touch with each other in their community to, you know, now they've been, uh, I mean, there's only good one word for it: colonized, right? I mean, no, by no. all these different things, and and and, and they didn't and, want and, Halberter. No way. And and, and it. Yeah, but the government, the government recognized Halberter. You have to understand, this wasn't like the they that the. Oh Indians. yeah. Oh no. I, I I know. Yeah yeah. No, I was I wasn't trying to get in deep to no, no. all the no, actual details. Mean, I was yeah, just yeah. just saying the the, the <laughs> overarching the overarching you know what we're saying here, what we're trying to stay focused on is like yeah like. So, so you know, the the you know, we went from a warrior concept, a warrior mind of being, a warrior state of being, to 
being more of a sheep. I mean, you know, now, you know, I mean, they're, and, no, and, no, and, no, no. There's a crucial fact. Crucial, crucial, crucial. Halberter okay. was a corporate asshole. The government said, yeah, he's the, he's the, he's the true representative of the United because he's corporate and we like him. Uh, we're not the guy that was the true Indian going to do for his people. No, it wasn't the Indians that chose this. Okay. They didn't choose Halberter oh, because wow. they got, okay, okay. government chose Halberter because they could work with him better in a corporate way. Oh no, 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 no. Everybody knew he was a dick. The Indians, I mean. So no, and I'm not right, saying by the way. I'm not putting I'm not putting halos on the Indian culture or Indians individually. I'm not an identity politics guy. But my God, what a beautiful people! My girlfriend, who I loved her for 25 years, but we always were with other people. We wound up together, living together. I I live with these folks, you know, literally, and it's like unbelievable. It's so interesting, you know, uh, and, and different. Even though you wouldn't know it unless you just live day to day with with Indian culture. It's just. Uh, to just like yeah, yeah no it, it's it's great yeah man and let's just <laughs> let, let's let's just focus on that i mean i when i was in arizona you know i i went to I a, a um i went to a meeting there and it was with uh with the vfw i believe and some other people they were doing awards though for for you know that that local uh reservation and that local nation were were recognizing um, combat veterans and even combat veterans from there that were from there that, you know, had, you know, joined the military and served and they held it at Harvey Davidson. And I still got the medal in, in, in my, um, in my, uh, in my storage unit, along with a bunch of others of my little awards, but it really meant something to me because they are actual warriors. They understand what it takes. You understand hard work. They understand all the crazy shit that's happened to them and the oppression from the government and their their own dark hardo. And, you know, I mean, and they are warriors, like, especially, uh, oh, my Lord, Akeem, I cannot do it. Thank you. I just, like, say, like, think chop suey, sat suey. Yeah, I want to say because I just haven't heard it enough because I can pronounce it once I get it. It's just, I just have, it's like my brain loses it. Satsui. Right. Yeah, How long did you live in Arizona? Did you live there a while or? Um, I was only there briefly, but I was I was there for about a year and a half. Uh, Me too. Over about a year. I was in Prescott, Arizona. I was at a VA program. Um, they had opened it up to uh, people with mental health issues or chronic homelessness. But yeah. it was originally meant for treating uh, veterans with uh, with like drug addiction, you know, because a lot of the guys from Vietnam and stuff. And um, right. so I just, yeah, I, Arizona's beautiful. Every inch of Arizona's it, beautiful. It really is, man. It really is. I mean, it, it's 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 kind of God's country out there. It's a little, I mean, it's a little deserty. You Did know, you find? Kinda, I have plenty to talk in this your room. So just briefly, though, I spent, you know, just not a lot of time, but crisscrossing through mm -hmm. New Mexico a little bit. Like I said, I was there like you a year and a half. New Mexico, it's like the Indian culture is so much more imbued into the culture as opposed to Arizona, where it's like the barrios. And it's like you could just see the discrimination and like you have your spot. We have ours. I don't know if you found that. Um, I, I really wasn't there that long, and I really try not to focus on that. I've experienced it enough in my life. I, I was adopted at five days old by a white right, family, though. and I'm by no means white. Um, so I, 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 I see it all the time. I, I feel it all the time. I acknowledge it, and I feel that others, like, you know, that's why when I went to that meeting and I was with these other Native Americans and 
and I'm speaking with them and I'm a warrior and they're a warrior. And it's not just by, by, by uh, nationality, but by actually being battle tested and living it and going to into battle additionally. Um, there is that also that understanding of oppression, that understanding of like the way you're looked at and viewed and the way that things are systematically set up and the way that the world operates. And you just kind of skirt around it. You just don't let it bother you. You just kind of got to be like a duck and let it roll off your back like water or be like an eagle and just fly above it and attack it with your talons and fucking just fuck it up and then leave it alone dead and yeah. like you know, dilapidated. You just kind of ate what you wanted and left the rest for the, for the other bitch ass hawks, you know, and everybody else and like the vultures. And you're like, all right, vulture, here's your scraps, you know? And that's what you have to be as a warrior. I mean, unfortunately we are cut from a different cloth. Like I'm done being nice to civilians. I'm done treating other people like as if they, when they say things that their opinions matter, because, I mean, they didn't matter to begin with, but I'm going to, like, start actually interjecting with people because I'm just, like, so over hearing all this softness. I can't, I, I mean, 95% of the warriors in this country would rather be in Syria taking care of ISIS than fucking around hearing a bunch of soy boys in the gym shooting up SARMs and steroids talking about going and watching the next anime episode. Like, dude, no, like, whatever, bro. Like, you're, you, you don't even, and then you want to try to teach me knife fighting skills? Oh, get out of here. Come, get, you. that's like, oh, whatever. Just, man, you know, yeah, and yeah. society yeah. is so lost. And well, young yeah, men I, are I, lost, I, and young women are lost, and young people well, are lost, and just, yeah. they're all plugged in. And, like, that, so that's, that's what I was just getting at. It's like, so, 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 capitalism and the way the system is now it has mellowed people you know we're, we're so preoccupied with like sports or all these other things like hey you know like watch the gladiators in the in the coliseum right don't mind the emperor just watch the gladiators that's all modern right. sports that's where know? we are that's um, where we are yeah no, I'm, right I'm and that's kind of where we are right now and it's it is and it's 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 just it's i mean man um so that you know, that's why we're having this room right now, like talking about how we need to focus on what's important. We got to leave the rest because like yeah, yeah. in life, in life, everything is suitable. Everything could be conceptually suitable. You can find a way to justify it, to make it suit your life or to make it suitable or whatever. We do it all the time as human beings. I mean, we're, we're almost sick with doing it because uh, we self-sabotage. We do things that aren't healthy for ourselves because we find them suitable. Um, but, but unfortunately they're not compatible. It's like putting in a bad organ. It's like, you know, it's like just getting a bad, a bad transplant. And then it just, you know, you become, you get a, 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 a bloodborne illness, you know, it's just, it's not compatible. So we really got to like start being more aware of what we're doing in society, the way we're operating with each other, with our community, with our family members, with, yeah, with yeah. I mean, with, you know, with, with just so many things. Um, Could, and yeah. to really find out what is actually compatible for us. Like we got to spend more fi- more time to do the better detailed work and better analysis of, oh, this is suitable, but let me break it down to find out if it's compatible. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Oh, Chris, and Chris, because I... 
Yeah. No, could I throw this at you? The real tangible yeah, thing sure. that I'm doing in my community? I live in Trump country, literally. Okay. So in 2020, I couldn't go. Okay. Well, I, 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 I really don't want to talk about politics, Lance. So I'm going to no, no, have no, play no, beer. No, no, it's really not. Just, no, no, oh, it's okay, a good okay, thing. Okay. Okay. No. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, totally. I see 50 out of 50 signs. I have to go look at 100 signs to see two Biden signs, blah, blah, blah. Five miles east, it would be probably 70, 30, you know, Biden to Trump with a couple of Jill Steins or whoever, Ray Howie. All right. What I'm saying is that I'm doing this thing and I'm a lefty and I'm not going to hide it. And I, uh, yeah, common ground. I hate both parties, but Trump this, Trump that. And I, I challenge him to the extent that I interact with these folks and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went to this lady who has, okay, the name of the, Restaurant is Fat Bottom Grills. How do you like that, uh, Lance? I just already think this is getting off, 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 well, off no, topic, it takes man. 20 I, I, it takes twenty seconds. Twenty seconds to yeah, tell you. I, I just, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, look, look it's man. It's so I poignant, just... dude. I, it really is. So, in other words, okay. I'm doing this thing. Okay. I want to bring inner city kids, like inner city people of color kids. They, she knew that to the country. And 4-H kids, you know, like 4-H, you know, farm kids, to the city and have them interact. Okay, I pre- I- I'll be brief because it's an interesting thing. So I asked her if she'd be interested because she just got a new location. They've been around 10 years, very thriving. They got a new location. Gee, new location. You want to stir up it? You know, will you do you do fundraise. You're going to have live music? Great. How about fundraisers to bring inner city ki- kids to the country and vice versa? Right. And I'm telling you, this lady's either a Trump or a Republican. She's very white, blonde hair. And her her restaurant's called Fat Bottom Grills. They're not a, they're not Democrats, I can assure you. And she's like, yeah, sure. Let me know. That's the point. You got to reach out to Trumpers or you'll never know if they'll work with you. I thought she might turn down. Hey, I don't know if it's for us. Nope. Yeah, I'm on board. So there you go. OK, OK. Uh, well, thank you, Lance. Everybody else away. I'm just, I'm just gonna thank him here. Uh, this thanks, Lance. Like, he, uh, last time we interacted with you, you gave us a nugget through your through your. Yeah. I think I I think you were maybe going through much more last time we spoke to you, Lance. I think you seem uh, more focused. You seem like to be like you're in a better place right now, maybe. So that's also a thing as well, but. You just gave us another nugget, man, and that comes from age. Like we we often talk about um, that age doesn't necessarily equal wisdom. Only if you've decided to live an interesting life and gain those things. And clearly, right. I mean, you know, you've chosen to, to to do some things. You are an eccentric person, just like me and Hakeem are. And I'm sure when we're your age, we'll be just as eccentric still. And and riled up and people think we're fucking crazy because we're trying to get shit done and nobody's listening because they're all sheeps. Uh, and I just, you're right, man. You have to, you have to still be open to working with both sides. You're right. As a warrior, you cannot let political ties stop you from achieving things. You cannot uh, allow uh, uh, petty things like that. Not that they're petty, you know, because some of them are very, uh, some of the things that people believe in are very powerful Unfortunately, they can be tied to a political party, um, you know. But you're right; you can't let these differences separate us when when we're really uh, trying to get something done. Like you said, you're really trying to educate and change lives and and bring hope and and difference and experience to bring the uh, just opening people's eyes, which can open them up to wanting to be educated about more things, 
which can change their whole lives. Maybe now they don't want to live in the inner city. Maybe they're willing to do whatever it takes to get a bus ticket to a different place. You know, so there is a lot of power in that. Um, so Lance, I want to thank you. And I digress for uh, 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 um, kind of, tr- I was trying to cut you off and not let you finish. Um, and, and I'm glad that I did let you finish. Um, Cause once again, you, you, you gave us something great and where I live, that's very applicable. Um, I live in a rural agricultural county that's been around since 1906, which is like a hundred and some years prior to our country being established. Um, and then four miles or four and a half, five miles across a bridge into the other side is a complete urban city. I mean, like so urban that there was a mass shooting yesterday um, at a resident. Not not at a school, not at a, but not yeah. at a, town, you know, not mall. Hey, the town was was founded when was it like sixteen something? Uh, not like not, yeah, like uh, yeah, like 19? yeah, six. Uh, did I say nineteen oh six? Yeah, sorry, sixteen oh nine. I knew he meant that, Hakeem. I knew he meant like <laughs> really old. no. You know, it's so it's so easy to be sarcastic and say, what do you mean? That's only no. Yo, man, I'm sorry. You know, you let me talk a while. I have this is not just aspirational, like my mutual aid network. It's not even a five, it's very aspirational. Great, it's a great I decided to approach this place called SCORE. They're like free mentoring for uh, upstart businesses. I approached them with a two-paragraph thing saying, I want to do a cafe and then an expanded business that's run by prisoners and it's going to be a workers co-op that's owned and, and run by prisoners and then, and homeless people and then disabled people. She's like a noble idea. I'm, I want to help you start it. Send me a business plan. I'm like, okay, business plan. I got to have some financial stuff. I didn't get back to her right away. I had a whole bunch of shit. I stepped on a spike. I had to have tetanus. I went to a wet. Right. She texted me or emailed <laughs> me. She's like, she's like, I hope you haven't cooled off. I still want to make this happen. So I got this place called the jail ministry, the jail coalition. The first one works with people in prison to get them services they're supposed to get. The other one helps connect people that are getting out with jobs. So just like, wow, within maybe a year, much more of a real thing, very concrete. So, I mean, within a, you know, I'm not going to talk about it, except that it's exciting that it's really, I got the backing and support of like two jail ministry groups and, you know, jail ministry and SCORE, which is the Service Corps of Retired Executives. And she's like this black woman named uh, Faye Williams awesome lady and she's like yeah let's do it we're gonna make this happen which means they'll help me finance it because i don't have money so i'm not going to talk about it until it's all you know i get start you know really gets off the ground yeah yeah Uh, that's another thing that's like uh not just aspirational like my you know mutual aid network someday but yeah man so you know yeah and the prisoners will run it better not just as good as any equal person with the same kind of training uh i'm sure of it I I would not disagree with that because I feel that people um, and that may come from a position like that would be much more gracious and respectful of the opportunity that they have and they would foster it better and handle it with much more care and less and I mean, carelessly but, and with less mal- malicious you, behind it. Like they would, yeah, they yeah. would really like be thankful, especially to homeless folks more. And but the prisoners are going to run it, and you know everybody will be equal in terms of what their skill. But the prisoners, they're going to come into it knowing because they've they've already doing it, whether it's for free or whether it's for thirteen cents an hour. 
you know, institutional <laughs> cooking. No, seriously. It's, no, it's, no, you're not right. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm not laughing listen, in a bad way. I was just like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah if you're, you're right. If you're, if you're a prisoner and you're learning kitchen stuff, and that's what your job is to do the kitchen stuff, and you're and you're doing it for your for your for the people in the prison. Some you might hate and want to kill, but the other one, you know, overall you love them. They're your brethren. You're gonna cook for two or three, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred people. You're gonna be I'm the best. Bit, for that many I'm people. I'm a little bit upset about this, man. I'm really a little bit upset about this because I only get nine cents an hour. You said thirteen. That's overpaying. Shit, right? <laughs> I mean, but it, it, it's 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 just. I mean, once again, thanks, Lance. You know, I mean, because you, you, it's just and more proof in the pudding there, right? Like, so you know, uh, uh, what you're saying is like, hey, you know, I I need to continue to reach out with people who are in the field or in the network or in the, they're plugged into that type of community of what I'm trying to do, you know? So, uh, and I was saw something Gary V posted about it today. Gary V was saying, Hey man, uh, you need to send 400 direct messages, preferably 400 organic direct messages or phone calls or emails or whatever it may be. Right to all these people that you're just trying to connect with that may be able to help that may be able to possibly finance you that are, you know, maybe they're in that field or, you know, like, so my thing is the motorsports, right? So not just contacting BMW, but like contacting the bank of BMW and like contacting people who like BMW and like race car drivers and, you know, whatever, like contacting all, yeah. you know, or people who are people who have a hedge fund, you know, but and, and yeah, so yeah. many paths up the mountain, you know, like but but like so in other words, I went to three people. I went to the jail ministry person, Coalish, jail Coalish, and the and the score lady, because I always I you know, like I worked with for Nyberg when I you know with the Ralph Nader thing. But I when I got into groups on the left, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. There were too many, too many voices and I just wanted to do my own thing. So I did fundraisers by booking bands, which I'm gonna be doing again. And it's like um, You sound like a guy who books bands. He does. Yeah. He yeah. He sounds much more like a guy who books bands than anything else. I mean, yeah. and, I, I, and I, I don't mean that like like you don't do anything else. I just mean like it's I, to what I, whenever I ever talk to you, I guarantee you, you love music. I feel like you're the guy who has music playing around his house, and when you're making a PB and J, you're dancing around like kind of like a madman, and oh, but, like and then, and then and then and then but your brain is thinking about like. Yeah, man, I'm gonna get those kids over there to the 4-H program. But you got like music playing, and <laughs> well, you know, I did a I did a magazine, a few issues of an art, you know, and and, and prose and poetry and, and, and nonfiction magazine, and you know wow. what? Wow. No, but listen, it was easier to sell advertising to the funky, you know, shop owners, you know, for 10, 20, 50, 150 bucks, whatever at the time, you know, uh, than it was to sell the magazine for 75 cents. You know, so in other words, you go to the people that are already interested in what you're doing. They were waiting for the next cool little publication to maybe advertise it, kind of. But nobody was out there saying, gee, when's the next art magazine going to come along? So it was literally easier. Out of 10 people, I could get at least a $10 little ad, business card ad, or even a $50 or $100 ad. Uh, one out of 10 times it might take me one out of 20 people for, you know, to get them to buy a 75 cent magazine. You know, and so in a similar way, if I go to people that are interested in helping small businesses get started, instead of going to 10,000 people that like maybe maybe eight have ever thought of this, you know, I'd rather go to the people that have already been on the same page and work backwards, you know, then get the masses involved. But no, you, but your way is great, too, of course. You know what I mean? Many paths up the mountain, many ways to skin a cat, as they say, you know. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I just, it's, it's, thanks to another great input. And I hope, uh, you know, some other young listeners hear what you're saying here, because all this comes back into being a warrior, like helping your community and, 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 and the uh, overcoming those things, uh, building these relationships with other people, building the confidence to speak to them, to speak to these high level people, to take the risks to get it done, to, to stumble and fall, to get back up, to, to, build calloused skin you know to to not have thin skin and be oh you hurt me i need to save space you know to to be able to fight for good and evil um (laughs) (laughs) you know like (laughs) i i know it sounds funky to say fight for good and evil uh, but in the same token we all know there's a fair balance of um of of savagery or or violence or e- or evil that kind of has to exist to balance out the good or to invoke the good in people. You know, if there was no reason to be righteous, if there was no pedophile to burn, then there would be no righteousness to you know no justice to be served. Um, and then there'd be more misguided dark energy, more misguided uh, 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 anger because you'd have no outlet. You know, I mean, we just need proper outlets. We don't need right. war. You know, we don't need senseless war. We don't need senseless no. killing. No, but um, yeah, you, you hit another nugget. Bob Dylan said, "You got to serve somebody. It might, it may be the devil, it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody." And he wasn't saying like, "Go ahead and be a devil worshiper." What he's saying is, no, "You got to have yeah, outside. You ha- serve a purpose. You got to find some purpose." Something bigger than yourself or you're doomed. And that's what's missing on the left. They got rid of the, they want to be secular. They want to, they want to hate religion. Great. But you got to replace it with something that's bigger than you. And if there ain't nothing bigger than you, then you got to have 76 identities that change every day. Cause that's all you got. Is everything <laughs> you do. No, I mean, serious. Oh I mean, my God, know. dude. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, but you're not wrong. You're Am not right, wrong. I'm right. just, I'm just... <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Oh man, oh man, my life is so shitty right now. This is hilarious. God, this is exactly what I needed. Just just give me a just give me a boost. No, you're right, Lance. Oh boy, you're so right. Mm. What did I miss? But watch the gladiators in the uh in the (laughs) in the Coliseum, right? To just don't mind the Wait, the, uh... you're done? Wait, check this out, right? If God if God didn't exist, we'd have to invent it. But now what's weird is that other than maybe volcanoes, when we talk about acts of God, even earthquakes caused from fracking, okay, global warming, hurricanes, acts of God are really acts of humans because that's what we used to call acts of God. And it's like, holy fuck, we, we become gods. We can nuke everything. It's like, so we're right, destroying like... it. It's crazy, right? It's... Right, so he, 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 exactly what you're speaking on. So, so I've been doing a lot of research on regenerative farming, which I know you've, you've you're pretty plugged into some farming stuff too. I can tell. Joel Saddle, Joel Saddle in Virginia, man. Um, you know Joel Saddle? Uh, and no, uh, I mean the name, the name rings a bell. But just what I was gonna say is that you know, so the biggest thing is like we're not recovering the globe. Like you know, when we 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 do these cash crops and we harvest them. We don't put anything over our cash crops. Like we, we leave the land bare. There is no cover crops, and then we continue to till it. On additionally, 
Um, and that's of course on top of all the pesticides we spray and all, all the, uh, bioengineered stuff. And, um, but it is just, I don't know, man, just, I don't remember where I was going with this, but there's just regenerative farming. Um, sorry, Akeem, can can you, what what the hell, what the hell, where were we going with this? Yeah, you were just talking about, um, regenerative farming. And I want to shut up, Hakeem. Did you guys ever hear of Michael Pollan's book, The Omnivore's yeah. Dilemma? Yeah, Michael Pollan also uh, wrote a lot about um, uh, what's uh, known as um, uh, there. And you have mushrooms, um, and, mushrooms and hallucinogens. No, um, it, it's something else. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, Blanking, it seems to be going around right now. It seems to be just the uh, loss of train of thought. But coffee, um, coffee, and other stuff uh, too. He did. It's no, it's actually called uh, permacul- permaculture. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, where like you balance out things in the ecosystem. Like for example, if there's too many mosquitoes, you bring in dragonflies. You don't pesticide mm. the hell out of the mosquitoes. Correct. Um, you know, and so if their soil is imbalanced, you bring in the microbes that need to be there, or you, you, or like Chris was talking about how you have to change the crops out. Like, so there's another cover crop after you till the land, after you harvest, you can make sure that the land can be used again for the next year's harvest. If you plant a certain type of crop over there, that will help to regenerate the soil and that when it breaks down and dies out, it'll make the soil right for that next harvest or that thing. So you have to, you have to switch you have to uh, stagger your crops. You can't always plant the same thing every year. And um, so all of those things like the perma, uh, permaculture go along because what they're talking about is to keep it permanently in cycle. There's always something that's living and beneficial, uh, mutually beneficial on the land or wherever it is, whatever ecosystem you happen to be monitoring and influencing. The whole thing is to make it a permanent culture so that it's always alive and it's always sustainable. Yeah, no, and that's perfect because that that's the model that we're trying to promote and present and create for for warriors, right? To be able to focus in and and harness that dark hado uh, and be able to help it to change the community and help others and and their family and them and themselves and to get that brain body connection and to not be hypnotized by, you know, these things that the world throws at us to distract us from what's truly important. And that's where we get confused with what's suitable and what's compatible because we can't really tell the difference anymore. You don't, you you know, and then by the time you find out that it's not compatible and you're trying to remove it from, from your circular life and this system that you've built and, and, and these, in these patterns that keep you uh, more steady, upright and, you know, and stable um, in this, in this permaculture, you know, instead of, um, you know, people are injecting steroids these days and all these other things. And, and, and why, why do that when you can do the long, hard work? I mean, yeah, it it takes a little bit more. Shouldn't say it takes a whole lot more. Um, but that's where you really get to focus in on that energy and learning how to harness it and use it properly um, and how to channel it properly because that's not easy and it takes a lifetime. And that's why we have uh, people losing their shit 
you know, and 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 that's why the the whole nation's on fire, practically, you know, proverbially, you know. Uh, uh, so we really got to find a way to get people to just be more together and to focus this energy uh, in a more constructive way. Can so I, they can have the rigidity the in their lives to I, like to execute. There, can I ask you guys a question about like how to approach stuff? Like I was talking about, like talking to the lady that owned the restaurant and stuff. And and because I get so much pushback on stuff like that, you know. And it's like, so here's a question, right? I would rather, or a comment, right? I would rather have good faith arguments, conversations, whether it's about sports or whether it's about politics, agree or disagree. I'd rather hang out with, I'd rather be with, in every sense of whatever, with people that I disagree with 98% of the time that are people of good character, that you know what's coming out of their mouth is their own thought, that they're good faith people, right? Then spending time with people that I agree with 98% of the time that are always having to worry about their agenda. You know, in other words, I, it's just like on the left, I just don't feel it's just not like it used to be. Everything flipped and flopped. I don't understand that. I, I think I think there's something to really be harvested harvested from what you're saying here. It's because that, I grew up as a kid um, in the '60s on TV, and then I lived the '70s as a young adult, and the '70s were pretty amazing in certain weird ways. The revolution never happened. Okay, every day we suck. Okay, boomers, whatever. Okay, I'm not trying to like be hey, the glory days like the Springsteen song. Not at all. But progressive legislation did pass in the 60s. That was good. Welfare sucked because the liberals said, yeah, we're going to give people fish instead of teaching them how to fish. And so I'm sorry. NAFTA sucked. But I don't want to get off on the point. Right. My point right. is that. Yeah, it, 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 right. So, yeah. so. But, you know, it's just like, you know, you know, you know how we got here and all this shit. And it's like, you know. Uh, oh yeah. I, I, well, the, the well what we were saying yeah. is, we were saying is that you know, it's like it's hard to agree with people at times. So, so, but, but then, uh, uh what else? What I was going to say is like, look, you know, I, I, it's it, there's one thing about I have a very firm belief in how people treat me and treat others, and you could have your own beliefs, right? Your own thoughts, your own, you know, your own political views. Um, you know, we don't have to agree on things. You know, you don't even have to be the best person in the world, but as long as you're good to me, and most importantly, yeah. you're not as long as you're not like harming children, I don't give much of a fuck what you do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Listen, yeah. Hakeem, I really want to know if this is a. You know, I don't think it's a boomer peeve. I really don't think I'm being old fashioned. Okay, I really no, no. What's that. up? I really, I really believe that there are a lot of like honest. I've talked to people like Green Party, DSA people that are that that really almost explicitly say, no, no, I will deal with bad faith actors as long as they kind of are on my side. I will not work with good faith actors if they're a conservative, if they're a Republican, I just like my heart. I, 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 think, I, I, think, I, think, I think that people are just, Ooh. they just take the path of least resistance. I think that's just what it comes down to, I think. And that's what comes when the weak spirited. Weak spirited, weak willed, weak weak discipline, weak lack of systems, weak lack of found of a strong foundation of sense of purpose and courageous uh, ability to want to sacrifice and have responsibility and to burden uh, and shoulder that responsibility and drag it up Jericho Hill or Calvary Hill, 
you know, yeah. like yeah. And, and people, people are scared shitless to do anything. That's a little bit hard these days. So yeah. I, I don't think you're being right boomery about it. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think, yeah. I, I don't think you're being a boomer. It, I think it's just my generation is gutless. Yeah. Um, I don't think I am either because you know who was else courageous and, 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 and cool. My parents' generation, not just cause they, well, yeah, I guess because they grew up as kids during the depression, even if they didn't suffer, they grew up with it and they grew up fighting world war two, like everybody. Either fought that's, right. Or that's right. That's okay. right. And the yeah. community was still community. So let's, so let's focus this in Lance. Let's focus in this in here. So please don't cut me off. Um, so you're right. So in world war two, so we were still a community, right? So we still took care of our war fighters. We still care of our, took care of our non-war fighters. People still went to the parks. We went to the church. The church took care of the disabled, blind, and deaf. Mm-hmm. The, the, the church was when people said go to your church, they actually meant it because they actually knew you could get help, you know. And our war fighters were respected, it, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the there church was still the fuck. <laughs> it I might have been funky, the but they gave you milk and cookies, you know, like, you know, you, you just, you just never know. Right. But at least you could touch you. There's less, there was more trust. There was more transparency, um, you know, but, and when war, when these warriors came home, they brought them back into society and listened to what they had to say and put them in positions of leadership or this or that. And people would gather around and listen to what they had to say. And it was because they were warriors, you know, they had experience, you know, and even if they weren't warriors because of other, you know, cultures and, you know, going back, whatever, uh, you know, they were like chieftains, right? There were still people of deep knowledge and experience. Maybe they were sent off to wander the wilderness, and explore things and bring it back to the village. And, you know, they did this on many trips and then they became the chieftain of the, of the village when the other chieftain passed. And, you know, who knows, but they, you know, they're just gaining this wealth of knowledge and 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 you know so so you know and, I love and this, that's and th- I love this Chris because I'm practically a pacifist but I have so like I'm doing a thing with prisoners and I'm a law my mother works in the DA's office I always had respect for the criminal justice system but I want to help prisoners and so I'm I'm almost a pacifist but my deep 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 respect for warriors for people that go to war and are you know it's like holy shit man so I'm sorry I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're yeah, good, no, man. You're and, good and, man. And, and, and it's just, and that's what it's about. It's just really just, just bringing it back, like just the community in general, because I feel like they helped foster the community and then the community helped foster themselves. And then it was all circular, yeah. you know, and all of America was for each other. It didn't matter if you're black, white. I mean, it always has mattered. It's it not why there's always been that, that, that overarching, white. you know, thing about color. Unfortunately, but that was has always been more wielded as a weapon by the government and not by us as citizens. You know, um, that's more of the whole like you know, watch what the left hands doing, sparkly shit, the gladiators and the you know, and the Coliseum type thing. Um, yeah, and but, you know, uh, McCain was a warmonger, but he hated a penny for these flags and these old flyovers and the flags on the field at the NFL. Well, right, because it. McCain's so all I, fucking I sad and booed because of me. on the ground in about half the countries of the world, but he was at least honest about it. He was a true warrior, and he was an asshole, and I don't think he should be anywhere near the presidency. But he didn't think right. he Right, yeah, right. I right. agreed. I mean, the, yeah, I mean going, country, going through yeah. these. If you have Lance, a country worth fighting, oh, oh, hold on, hold, hold on here, Lance. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, 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 right. So hold on, hold on here. 
let, let's just let's just prefix with being a warrior being being a warrior doesn't mean that you were, were an American soldier and being an American soldier doesn't necessarily mean you're a good person and have good morals I've met a lot of people in the military who aren't that great you know so let's let you know let's just get that right for young men and and in general like don't let's not get their mind twisted just because they're doing some shit now they're all righteous you actually have to be righteous in what you're doing. You have to have merit behind your actions. You can't just walk around like as if you're not a turd when you're just a big old turd, um, you know. So, and, and but 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 yes, there is strength in that and being a warrior. And I feel like they fostered each other, like because they were. It's like you know these warriors were able to show these young kids how to build something. You know, maybe it wasn't how to dig a foxhole. Maybe it was building a shed. But the fact that they weren't giving up when the sun was hot and it was beating on them and they were willing to, you know, work through the whole day to get the shed done and they weren't crying about it. Like maybe their paw would have been crying about because he wasn't a, you know, an actual warfighter who I don't know who knows, you know what I'm saying? But just showing kids, showing people skills and abilities and they're willing to listen to them. And then we got away from that. We got away from taking care of our warfighters and our civil servants and letting them teach people, letting them teach the things that they learned. It doesn't have to be even, it is, it's not about the fighting. It's all of the, the, uh, a lot of people, their mind becomes more open to the world after experiencing these things, after going through things, you just become more infatuated with how things work. Or, I mean, if you listen to some of these speeches of all these actual great warriors, from you know all different walks of life and different uh, conflicts or whatever it may be, a lot of them are very you know uh, philosophical, um, yeah. you know, and and become very well versed and very 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 well educated. Um, you See, know, exactly and, my and, point, and, right? And, 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 and yeah. most of them aren't warmongers. Most of these no. well decorated, you know, actual special forces, you know, combat veteran types. Oh, you know, they're good. not they're they're not warmongers. They want to go. They want to come back home and teach kids how to garden. Yo, you know, let, they want I, to be me, a part of the oh, community. Absolutely. Let me piggyback and crisscross. Uh, Chris, your namesake, Chris Hedges. You know who Chris Hedges is? No, no, no. Okay, doesn't matter. He teaches uh, prisoners. He's a you know whatever Harvard grad, whatever, whatever. Lefty, whatever. And he teaches uh, prisoners uh, through a Rutgers program where he's a professor, you know, professor or whatever. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, what his point, you know, among many is that they understand the justice system, not just uh, also a lot of these guys, you know, black prisoners, not just white ones that are like Trumpers, you know, that are, aren't <laughs> what you might think politically that are like, because one of the few things you can do. In prison, if you're there a long time, you'll get access to books and you can read five minute warning. Like right. And, and, and so, like, as you suggest, it's not just about being a warrior, being with your brother and being a fighter. It's understanding international, you know, uh, uh, you know, war. It's understanding foreign policy and understanding what your country's doing in war. And correct. That's about, correct. So yes, yes, yes. Exactly. So, 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 so let's, let, let's focus this in. Right. So it's understanding. It's having the more, more worldly knowledge, more worldly understanding of the way that things operate, more understanding right. of, of things outside of your own county line, you know, and, and how, 
So, so, uh, so, so I, I'm going to have to step you down, Lance, because we're going to wrap this up though. But, uh, you know, it's always great to have you here, man. So I, 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 I thank you for dropping some more nuggets. You, it was fantastic to have you here. I'm actually going to follow you because you've redeemed yourself. Uh, and, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, th- this is just, you know, the, here we're talking about some of the battles of you know of uh of the tides uh, that come with the winter um in some of the most roughest seas uh in, in the world especially the Barren Strait up in there in Alaska um so we're going into the winter here uh me and Akeem here are kind of buckling down on the ships here we're getting ready uh to break up the ice to deduce a little bit of hibernation, uh, to, to to do more work during the night than during the day, uh, as the days will be cold, uh, and the and uh, just anywho, you know. So we're here talking about the battles that are forthcoming. Uh, we talked about the battles previously that we've already kind of been going through and and coming forward now over there on Clubhouse. Go follow Unique Equilibrium. And Hakeem over there with hip, uh, in his all, everything he does with Hypno Athletics, um, and his, his new uh, neuroscience uh, newsletter and the World Reading Club. Um, you can follow him at exercisingyourmind.com. I know I say follow, but that is his main source of all his stuff. He uh, is an amazing blogger and web author, um, and well versed in many things, including martial arts. Uh, real true warrior. Glad to have him here. Uh, and 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 just, I mean, the guy brings so much to the community. He's going to bring so much to the world. So much to young men. Uh, so much to other warriors of how uh, he has, you know, really focused his energy and some of his, you know, dark hado and Sasino no hado to get through these storms to get through these tides to get through those cold winters with the raging tides you know i'm talking i'm not talking about oh it's just cold outside what am i gonna do no you're talking about you got these 30 foot waves breaking down on you with you know gigantic icebergs uh you know crashing into your hull and you're taking damage and taking on water and Akeem has found a way to patch these things actively while helping the crew and others and then got out of the storm so amazing warrior amazing man uh glad to have him on the team Every, everybody i mean just uh and then so he just that's what we've been going through the last few months just kind of but you know going through a lot it's we're getting uh, personally into our warmer season our fire is going we have focused our energy we have focused our susunil no hado our dark hado this dark energy this murderous intent that comes up from the injustice around us um you know when you see you know just people being rude to their wives and this and that and just all the suffering around us and we just want to change it all you know so instead of uh, uh, becoming bitter and hardened and, and, and being mean to the cashier or mean to our coworkers or mean to our wife. We, 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 we focus this energy, this dark energy, this, 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 this anger into something constructive 
for for compassion and and empathy and kindness and we deploy it on such a such a scale in our daily lives that it's what actually keeps us going it's what allows us to be encouraged to continue to repurpose this energy that the universe is you know giving us you know the, to to deploy better more more uh healing energy to everyone around us and that's what a real warrior does you have the ability to be a savage gentleman you know to do no harm but do no harm but not in a doctor's sense of it you know you must know how to strike and to destroy and intercept and to uh, eliminate any threat but must also be graceful like a ballerina you know on 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 a on a, a lake of lily pads when speaking with your children and 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 be able to be soft and supple with your wife you know because that's what a warrior does you know you have to be able to you know to, to sharpen your blade and oil it and keep it clean but also swing it with such ferocity that you would cut down you know a, a a a Clydesdale coming at you with a Norseman on it, you know. You you must have the the confidence to do that, and it only comes through discipline, hundreds of hours of discipline, and using your free will to harness it, to to harness it into discipline of routines, and and deciding to use that that energy, wherever you may be receiving it from, or whatever that is making it manifest inside of you. Stroke it, feel it to the fire. Use that fire to 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 keep you warm in the winter. You know when the when these tides are 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 are, are when you see that wave approaching the bow. You know, um, and that's just kind of what we were doing here today. We wanted to kind of get get this out there. Wanted to plug back in. I've been a little busy. Hakeem's been here knocking it out. Really, you know, dropping some knowledge out there. Trying to change some lives. And I was going to say try, try to change. He is changing lives. Let's be realistic here, guys. You know, he, he he's leading from the front. He is being that warrior. He's walking around with that reverse katana. You know, he's he's got the reverse blade. He's working on it, you know, because he understands if he has to draw it, if he has to be that man, if he has to become a savage, that he still is doing it with a form of compassion. He is still taking mercy on that man because he is he is blind to his own ways. He is just uninformed. He's stuck in the system. He's the matrix has has just consumed him. So he's not striking him down to re, to to remove these cancerous things to to take the hand that he has used to steal from his brethren, you know, but to use the dull side of his blade with such force to to make him submit and yield. To, to, to the understanding that what he's doing is wrong and that there is yet another path, you know, and that he can, he can too be a warrior and redeem himself, you know, that you don't have to be stuck in, in this way of being, you don't have to be sucked into, into this pattern that has been set before you and that you've chosen to, uh, you know, be, become a lifestyle design. I mean, there's just so many, it is a lifestyle design because there's so many different ways that people have convinced themselves to submit, you know, whether it's shoes and clothes and cars and women and a way of thinking and this, then the, 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 the way you were hypnotized by, by, um, 
you know, just uh, television and all these other things. And, you know, to just being a warrior, really just kind of focusing on that, of really learning how to refocus your power uh, and to help others and not blame the f- others. Just not, 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 don't wag the finger at a woman because she rejected you. You know, but don't take it personally either. You know, sometimes you just can't think about it. Like, I, I don't have this issue, but, you know, I understand that, all, you know, it, there is a thing. I mean, we all take things personally. We all get rejection. We all get, you know, we and and it, it could be both from both sexes. It could be from your boss. It could be from somebody at the gym. You know, it could be from your best friend. Who, who knows? But, like, you got to learn how to not always take things so personal and, and, and do a little bit of inner work and inner reflection. And sometimes there, we have to take responsibility, too. Maybe we are doing things we're not aware of and uh, uh, maybe we're also not aware of it because the people around us don't care enough to inform us of what we're doing, you know, or that we're being offbeat or off nature or whatever, or, you know, it's, it's what we're, it, we're being counterproductive and self self harming with our own behaviors and actions. Um, and those aren't good friends. Those are non warrior friends. Those are, those are the people who want to, who want to bring you down, you know, but uh you know, you still want to show them some love too, right? You know, you don't want to have to turn the blade over on them. You know, uh, uh, you don't even want to draw the blade. You know, it'd be nice just to give them the pamphlet of information and and ask them if they would like to come to speak with you. Um, but but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up here. So this is most definitely uh, you know Hakeem and Chris's everyday warrior um, talk here, and and this is the first episode here on Colin. We started on on Clubhouse. Uh, definitely will be finishing up probably tomorrow or some other time over on Wisdom. Look forward to other talks, um, and I hope that this was helpful. Um, oh, Akiba, I was going to let you do do some plugs here, uh, but I, I guess I kind of already plugged for you. Um, so, yeah, just thanks for being here. Um, I know this was, was, was a bit lengthy. Um, we were only going to do it for a short amount of time, but thank you. Episodes will be shorter unless there is much interaction from the community. So thanks for being here once again, and uh, God bless. Take care.